I wanted this to be professional, efficient, adult, cooperative, not a lot to ask. Alas, your Mr. Takagi did not see it that way, so he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. We can go anywhere you want us. You can walk out of here or be carried out. But have no illusions. We are in charge. So, decide now, each of you. And please remember, we have left nothing to chance. Now I have a machine gun. Don Smith. This is I Like to Watch, yet another podcast about film. Um, for those of you that are uninitiated, uh, we pick a classic film. Either Donnie picks one or I pick one, and then we talk about it for a little while. And then we have uh, four films that we think were inspired by it, and then we like to surprise each other with a couple of teasers for films we're looking forward to. And that is the podcast this what? week. Is your pick, Donnie. So what's the movie we're going to talk about t- today? Yes, sir. Today we are talking about 1988's Die Hard. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, originally originally called Nothing Lasts Forever, but uh, Joel Silver called and just said, no, it's called Die Hard. That's yeah. it. No explanation. Yeah. Little little quick. Uh, uh, if, if no one has seen this movie, you, you, you need to immediately... It's like, well, how, it's how have you not film. seen fucking Die Hard yet? But yeah. for those of you who have not, a New York City cop travels to Los Angeles to reconcile with his wife. But before he can, she's taken hostage by terrorists in a skyscraper. And he struggles alone to save her. They Which just, is, I mean, that's it's, a pretty cheap fucking synopsis for this amazing... Yeah, I'm going to go so far the, as to say the best action movie I've ever seen. Ooh, wow! That's uh, you know, I don't know if I don't know if I could say it's the best action film, but what I can say is this was this was an action film made before there was any CGI, so everything is practical, everything's real stuff, right? Um, you know, it is the first, and I and I could be wrong, but it's one of the first action movies where it is also quite funny. As well as like really high stakes. That was one of um, I, I believe that was one of McTiernan's uh, mandates coming in to direct the film. He had done uh, Predator for Joel Silver, and yeah. they wanted him to do Die Hard. And he said, he didn't. He turned this thing down like three times. I'm sure he did. But then he was like, ultimately, there needs there needs to be some levity in this shit. It just cannot be relentless like 
like just relentless shit constantly. There's got to be some fun to this movie. Well, and part of it is they, they you know, they cast... I mean, all right, the thing about it is I think, and this was in my research I thought was fascinating about this movie, is because, you know, I know it as Die Hard, and you know it as Die Hard. Everybody knows it as Die Hard. You wouldn't think anybody would look at this and go, yeah, I don't want to do this. But nobody wanted to do this. No one. No one. No one. Um, the, the, story, the story behind the, the movie is Roderick Thorpe, back in the day, wrote a book called The Detective. And right. it became a screenplay, and Frank Sinatra played it and loved it so much that he went to him and said, write me a sequel. Took him 20 years to write the sequel. And it's not, The Detective is not a great movie. I had, no, it's I really had, not a I had movie. not seen the, I, I've seen Die Hard a million times. Yeah. I had not seen The Detective until, uh, I'm going to say about five, seven years ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I watched it because I love Sinatra. Right, like that yeah, whole Rat Pack, that whole the the summit. Like I love all those guys, um, love all the music, etc. But like, never saw the movie, and I'm like, well, wow, this this was based on a novel before. Okay, all right, let me check this movie out. It's a shit movie, man. Like, the yeah, it's not a very good, not movie. good, and it is it's racist. It is racist as fuck. Have you watched I don't, it? That's things. Yeah, I've seen it, but it's so long ago that I couldn't. If you I'm watch sure it, if that, you the question, even mind. if you watch it again, you're gonna be like, "Holy fuck, yeah, this is some racist shit." A lot of racist you know, shit you know, in this movie. Oof, and not and not in a kind of a funny, uh, like sort of wink. No, wink. ironic or 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 no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no. It's, no. It's straight up fucking 100%. racist. Hundred percent. Well, you know the thing about it is, Dirty Harry, the the original Dirty Harry, is pretty racist too. Oh I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of that. Kind yeah. of going around when it, especially when it's cop stories, detective stories. Um, so anyway, so Roderick Thorpe wrote "Nothing Lasts Forever" twenty mm-hmm. years too late, and so <laughs> Sinatra is way too fucking old to play. He was seventy the at the time character. they offered it to him. He was seventy yeah, years old. Was, <laughs> yeah, and it was inspired in some some regard that I read by the Towering Inferno. Yeah, yeah, Thorpe, Thorpe, yeah, Thorpe, Thorpe watched it and saw was, the movie. Yeah, yeah, and he was like, "I have this vision of a of a cop uh, in a building yeah. trying to fight his way out." Right. Yep. And right. so, really, and this one I think is funny. It's okay. So McTiernan turned it down three times. He turned it down three fucking. He did not want to do this movie. Um, they offered. They did not offer Bruce Willis. He wasn't not just the third race. They offered this to Stallone, mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. De Niro, mm-hmm. Charles Bronson, mm-hmm. Nick Nolte, Mel Gibson, Richard Gere, Don Johnson, Burt Reynolds, and Richard Dean Anderson. I think Pacino. MacGyver. I think Pacino was on that list somewhere as well. One yeah, of the ones Pacino that I was on there. I mean, Jesus. Christ. I mean, they just fucking Everyone. offered this thing, and no one wanted no. to do this movie. No. And no. so they they picked this guy that's kind of a smart ass character in yep. a TV show called Moonlighting, Ugh. and uh, and they gave him five million dollars to do it, which is like at that time was like the most money any actor that was got. on yeah that was on par with with like uh, yeah uh, uh, Robert huge. Redford and and yeah and, this was and, yeah yeah and it was and the thing about it was when 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 they, when they had him um, when it came out they wouldn't even put him on the poster because. Everybody thought it was a joke because right. he was known as Moonlighting, and right. then once it started to get some buzz, they put him back. That's on the when they put his face on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now here's another thing, and I didn't know this. Uh, I was looking at it, it's like Sam Neill was originally approached to play Hans Gruber 
Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, he turned it down. Um, And then in in 87, the casting director saw Alan Rickman. Now, this is... And the only reason I think this is funny to say to you, because I've seen you in a number of performances, but uh, the only time I ever saw you in a performance that I didn't... I wasn't a part of, that you invited me to come see, um, you played Valmon in uh, Dangerous Liaisons, and the casting director saw Alan Rickman playing Valmon in a production of Dangerous Liaisons and said, that's the guy I'm hiring for Hans Gruber. This was Alan Rickman's very first film. Which is ironic in a way because after he played Valmont on Broadway, um, they were going to make the uh, feature film version of uh, Les Liaisons Dangerous. And um, they didn't feel that Alan Rickman had star power enough to play Valmont in the film version, so they gave it to Malkovich. John, John fucking Malkovich. Yeah. Ironically, Dangerous Liaisons premieres the same year as yeah. fucking Die Hard. And of yeah, course, Alan Rickman one just year blows later. it out of the water. Yeah. Like, well, Alan Rickman is, he's the man. He's the oh, man. The thing is, this fuck. is what this is what I remember about seeing this movie, and I was thinking about this because I watched it again this afternoon just to kind of, you know, to refresh my memory. It's, yeah. I mean, I can't remember the last time I watched it, but it hasn't been that long. But the thing I remember, and I remember seeing it in the theater in 88, and and what really, I mean, first of all, I, I didn't watch Moonlighting, mm. so I didn't I didn't have any kind of reference for Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis wasn't like, oh, he's this TV. I just didn't watch Moonlighting. I never, I never watched an episode of it, so I didn't know okay. who the fuck he was. Okay. I just thought it sounded like a cool movie. It looked, yeah. The trailers looked cool. I think I went on a date. I don't know. But anyway, so I went. I remember really liking Bruce Willis just because he was sort of like this smirky, smart-ass guy that he did, you know, he wasn't like super buff. He wasn't like Arnold or Stallone. He he looked just like a regular guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing that I love the most, and I remember, and the audience, this is the thing, it's such a simple thing to do, and we've seen actors do it a million times since then, but it was the first time I'd ever seen it done that way was when Alan Rickman, you know, they they, they decide that they have to have the the villain and the hero confront each other, but they mm. you know he knows his voice, and and when Rickman goes into the sort of the 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 California American <laughs> accent, right? Hi there. How you doing? Oh, please God, no! You're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no. Don't kill me, please! Don't, please! Don't kill me, don't kill me, please! Whoa, 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 relax. Relax, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna hurt you! The fuck are you doing up here? What were you looking for? I managed to get out of there, Al. Well, I was just trying to get up on the roof, Al. See if I could signal for help, you know. Just from here, why don't, why don't you come in and help? Oh, 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 oh. Forget the roof. Come on, come on. I said forget the roof. I got people all over. Come on, you want to stay alive? You stay with me. The whole, I remember, I was, I was like jaw dropped. I was like, how do they do that? Which is not that complicated. <laughs> right. But the whole audience, the whole audience, I remember just going, oh my God. Well, did you, they were did so you, freaked out about did that. You, did you read the story about that a little bit at all? Yeah. When you, in, your, yeah. in your research, like, I mean, you know, D'Souza, 
Um, it was a, it was kind of like uh, uh, Silver wanted the two of them to meet McTiernan. I think but it was, I think it was Silver and McTiernan. They wanted the so. protagonist and the antagonist to meet in in at mm-hmm. least one scene before the final showdown, right? And uh, I think D'Souza could not get it in his head how to do it at all until while they were shooting the movie, there was a lunch break or a dinner break. <laughs> And everybody's yeah, the, sitting around hanging out together, right? And uh, Alan Rickman just started doing... I, I forget who asked him if he could do an American accent. Someone asked him, hey, hey, uh, Rickman, can you do an American accent? And he started fucking around with his version of an American accent. And that's when it clicked for them. Oh, shit. This is how we get it. This is yeah. how we fucking get them together. And, it, and the thing is, it's not a special effect, but I remember the audience, myself, reacting to it like... No fucking way! How'd they do that? And yeah. it was just not something. And, and now you know. Now you look at it. You know, years later, you kind of go, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's just kind of an actor. And that's what actors do. They do access." But man, when I was in, just out of college, that was just like the most badass thing I ever saw. Oh, for sure. And I think, I think, yeah. I think, I think, looking at a lot of this movie, I mean, look, let's look at the fucking title, right? Die Hard. Like it's a pretty shitty. Yep. It's a pretty shitty generic title. Right? Like, wasn't there a Die Hard battery from, like, Sears or something at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sears right? Die like, Yeah, the Sears Die I mean, Die Hard. it's a pretty well, generic fucking title. Well, the thing is, but that's that's what makes it work because it's yeah. so generic. It's yeah. just kind of a blank slate, right? It's just kind of a yeah. blank slate. It's a fucking, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah. now we look at it, it's like, oh, that's a badass title, you know? So I think a lot well, it's of a Die Hard with a Vengeance. And oh die well, hard. We'll, we'll get All into that. that. Shit. We'll get into no, that. it's that a fucking perfect. Trash. It's a per. The thing is, it's a perfect title if you're going to make a whole bunch of sequels because it's so simple and you just add shit to well, it. Well, but I don't know it's that like they the knew. The I don't. I don't know no, that they, they knew had, at the time. They had no I mean, idea. I mean, yeah, no. this is this is pre. Look, I'd have to look when it was Jaws two. You know what I mean? Like the the sequel the sequel craze. I don't think was even. Fully set up at this point. It had in '88. Well, it 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 had, but it wasn't the two. You had you had uh, by by then you had Star Wars. Well, you had blockbusters. You had had blockbusters. Yeah, you had Empire Strikes Back. You had Return of the Jedi already by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had sequels. sequels Were already all right. All right. Yeah, you know. But IP in that way was not really. Yeah, yeah. It was. It it was not. so this is where I was talking to Mary Lynn, my wife, Mary Lynn, for the listeners. I was talking to my wife earlier, and this is where I kind of lose her in the podcast, is when we start like doing deep dives, when we start doing um, the setup of, like, I don't think Die Hard could exist without, prior to 1988, right? Here are a selection, yeah. here are a selection, small selection, of action films Prior to 88. You've got Dirty Harry, 71. Yeah. Magnum Force, yep. 73. Yep. The Enforcer, yep. 76. Those were all the Clint Eastwood ones, right? Mm-hmm. you got The Mechanic with Charles Bronson mm-hmm. at 72. You've got Mad Max and The Road Warrior. That's 79, 81. You've 81, got, yeah. You've got The Running Man, 87. Predator, 87. Commando, 85. Terminator was 1984. Yep. You've got Rocky, 76. Rocky 2, 79. Right. See, there you go. All First right, Blood, eighty-two. Sequels. Right, sequels. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Uh, for uh, uh, fucking Rocky Four was eighty-five. Cobra was eighty-six. Big Trouble in Little China, 
86. which is one of my and we will do trust oh, me we we're will. gonna do and i like to watch oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna explore, one of my favorite fucking movies we're gonna of ex- all time. we're gonna explore all of john carpenter's shit uh escape from new york 1981 yeah another one of my favorite movies i have a picture of snake Plissken on my wall aliens 1986 Beautiful. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Two years There's before a, well, this the, movie, the, right? The thing is, so. prior to Die Hard, the thing that made Die Hard different, uh, and I guess that's something worth talking about, is what made it different was that all of these movies prior, great action films in their own right, you know, a lot of them. Sure. Yeah. But, but and, and while even some of them were funny or had humorous elements... It, the the lead character was not the humor. No, the, the comedy came out of other characters, and what really set this apart was first of all he wasn't muscle bound. You know he no. wasn't like a right. trained commando. He was just a New York cop. You yeah. know. Yeah. And second of all, and what I like about it, it's one of the things I think is funny because I like I said I hadn't watched it in a while, is that he was a lot more smirky. Yeah, in yes. this movie, yep. than in than in subsequent movies. Subsequent movies, he got a little harder. He got a little less. Uh, he got Ooh. a little more action hero. Get a little more action hero in him. But in this movie, you can tell he doesn't quite know what the action hero thing is. He still has this this goofy ass smirk when he's doing things. I love the moment when he's behind, you know, just dumb stuff. It's little things. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like, well, it's like, like when the SWAT guys are coming and one of them gets pricked by a, a rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. A thorn. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, ow! Yeah, yeah. And these are like the badass swag guys. Right. That's funny. When Bruce Willis is behind the scenes and he's running from Alexander Goodenough and he sees the the Playboy centerfield fold on oh, the he, wall. And the well the first time he just stops and looks he's getting right. shot at. He stops and looks at it. Because right. who doesn't stop and look at tits? But then the second time he goes on, he kisses his hand and gives it's it a little touch. Little like, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That stuff is you know, yeah. that's Bruce Willis this, before he got well, too serious. And that's why I think like I don't even think it's so much Bruce Willis. It's partly him, of course. I think it's a lot of the filmmaking. I think it's a lot of the writing of this movie. Check on all the others. Don't use the radio. See if he's lying about Marco and find out if anyone else is missing. Mr. Mystery Guest. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open a front door for me. I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. This is, this is, this is one of the tightest scripts and oh, one of yeah. the tightest shot movies you talk about that callback right that yeah. first moment in the elevator uh, shaft area with the yeah. playboy calendar that happens like early on in the movie like probably yeah, half quick. half hour into the movie something yeah, like that something like that and then yeah. like it literally happens probably 15 to 20 minutes later so yeah. like the callbacks and like it's, it's really clean. It's super fucking tight. Now you said you didn't you didn't watch Moonlighting, right? I never watched right. Moonlighting. I never you, see, I've seen pictures of it, but I've never actually seen the show. To this day, you've never watched it. 
No, I don't. I don't care. Wow. Okay. No, no, no. You don't have to care. I'm yeah. just asking. Um, no, I mean, I never watched it then, and I haven't watched it since. Did you see Blind Date with him and with Bruce Willis and Kim Basinger? And Kim Basinger. Yes, I okay. saw Blind Date. So that's so that's like the first feature film he did prior to Die Hard. Yeah. Right. So he did that. And that was like a TV actor with with moonlighting, right? Yeah, I didn't see I didn't see Blind Date before Die Hard. I saw Blind Date later when it was like on HBO or some shit like sure, that. But, sure, sure, uh, yeah. But, but my, like the, the first time I encountered Bruce Willis was Die Hard. But the smirky kind of like the the quick witted, the whippy, the yeah. quippy guy. I mean, you can totally see that in Blind Date. It's not as good. It's 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 really raw. It's not as like. And look, I don't think he's very formed in this movie, which is what I really appreciate. He's, That's what I liked about it. He's not. He's not that guy that is just like I can say this. I mean, uh, for instance, if you look at something like The Last Boy Scout, which he did. Which oh yeah, yeah. Willis did after this. He is way more formed, and he mm-hmm. he he trusts in his own ability to be this quote unquote badass who just says cool shit. I mean, to yeah. the point to the point where in that movie. I think uh, Damon Wayans calls him out on it. Like, I think yeah. he says something like, oh, you just say cool shit and then murder somebody. Right? Like, yeah. that's pretty much what happens with all of that's them. That's pretty much what happens, yeah. And not even Bruce Willis, but that's what happens with all of them post Die Hard. I yeah. say some yeah. cool shit and then I fucking murder somebody. Or I or murder I, somebody. I kid somebody and then and I say, say some, some cool, cool shit. fucking shit. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> Which, you know what? I mean, look. If something can set the fucking bar, and I think that's why, uh, for me, like I think that's why this is a great first action movie to talk about. Yeah. Like, it really sets the fucking bar. I mean, all of those movies that I talked about, and that's just, a, again, a small sampling. Yeah, that's, that's there just are some. Sampling. I mean, there's some good filmmaking there. There's some great acting there. There's some great directing there. There's some decent writing there. Um, none of it does what Die Hard does. Not it's just, just yeah. It's kind of a perfect package. Consistently, it's, an, it's 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 an improbable perfect package because again, nobody that it was involved except for Bruce Willis wanted to do this movie, but they all kind of grudgingly said, "Yeah, let's get this done." They put it together. They're writing the script. You know, the the secondary scriptwriter is writing the script while they're filming it. Right. You yeah. Know, D- D'Souza. And, you know, so, D'Souza. Yeah. Stephen D'Souza. D'Souza. And like, and yeah. I, I I just gotta pull him up for a second because. Stephen D'Souza is pretty great fucking phenomenal. You're talking about yeah, 40, forty-eight hours, Commando, Jumpin' Jack yep. Flash, The Running Man, Bad Dreams, which is one that I want to cover uh, from 1988 because it's it's really fucking similar to Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three, The Dream Warriors, which was written okay. by Darabont. Right. I mean, really yeah. similar themes. Um, you know, he did Die Hard Two, of course, Hudson Hawk. Which is uh, fucking weird, Which, bizarre. I, the thing is, I love. Hudson I like Hawk it a lot. Things. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's 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 kind of it's kind of it's weird. It is. It's a weird movie that. Oh, yeah. It's totally. It's, it's so totally weird. wrong. It's it makes so no weird. sense in a lot no, of ways. That I, no. I, it's like, why did they make this movie? Except for some, it, for some reason, I find it appealing, and I enjoyed watching it's it. It's a lot of I've fun. Seen it several times. It's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah. Uh, Rick, yeah. Ricochet. With Den- uh-huh. Denzel and I, I fucking Denzel. love that movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other fucking garbage, the Flintstones and some other fucking garbage here. But you know, I mean, D'Souza had a fucking pretty phenomenal career as a writer. Like as a writer, yeah, he was a good know. writer. And this, and the thing is, there's it's just well, one of the things I didn't know until today when I was doing some research 
is that, and I think this is hysterical. You know, uh, Hans Gruber, you know, like Rickman, Rickman would go into German. Yeah. Like during a movie. Hans Gruber. Yes. Yeah. It was all, it was all gibberish. He didn't speak German. Nobody, there was no German lines, no German lines written. Everything he says in German is gibberish. (laughs) <laughs> which I think is funny, and that's actually from Rickman's work, his mouth. He oh, said it. I saw an interview him, and he goes, "Yeah, I was just making that up. That was just gibberish." That's because so they funny. said say something in German, but they didn't bother to write me anything in German to say. Oh. So he just was just he was just oh, God, do wow. He's just making shit up. And Look, just, you know, on my daughter. That's so fucking funny. Just so that for listeners, my daughter is uh, seventeen months old. And mm-hmm. as it gets later in the evening, when she goes to bed, I've started watching movies with, or TV shows, anything. I just start watching with subtitles on, just so shit's not loud. Because yeah, so, yeah. uh, Heat, Heat uh, that we covered is a great example, because it's one of those movies where like the explosions and the gunshots are really fucking lot. loud, but the, yeah. di- but the dialogue is like... <laughs> Except, except for when Pacino's like, "That eat it, that's ass! Great ass!" Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's, so I started that's, watching that's, shit that's with loud. subtitles, and <laughs> I have not watched Die Hard with subtitles. I wonder what the subtitles are when Hans Gruber oh, is speaking German. I hadn't even thought about oh, it. I just fuck. read that. I, I, saw, I saw that in an interview oh, today, wow. and I thought that was funny. Here are a couple wow. other things I just want to throw out that I love the most. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things. It. it Hart Bachner. Oh, dude. It's Harry Ellis. Jesus Christ. Hart Bachner. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Here, the thing is, he's, this is ahead. an actor. He's a, he's a fine actor, does whatever he does. But I mean, he gets one real scene, and he is so perfect for that one scene. He has a couple scenes, but go, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah but going. no, but keep no, going. but yeah, I mean, yeah. he's got a couple of sh- no, no, he's, he's got, got a couple of smaller scenes. You're talking about his. You're talking about the big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. Hey, Bubby. Yeah, hey, yeah. Bubby. Boy, let's be straight, okay? It's obvious you're not some dumb schmuck up here to snatch a few purses. Am I right? You're very perceptive. I watch sixty minutes. I say to myself, these guys are professional. They're motivated. They're happening. I.e., they want something, huh? Now, personally, I couldn't care less about your politics. Maybe you're pissed off at the camel jockeys. Maybe it's the Hebes, Northern Ireland. It's none of my business. I figure you're here to negotiate. Am I right? You're amazing. You figured this all out already. <laughs> hey, business is business. You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right? Hans... Bobby, I'm your white knight. I must have missed 60 minutes. What are you saying? The guy upstairs is fucking things up, huh? I can give him to you. He is so pitch perfect (laughs) to be... Because the thing is, anybody else playing that character... Could have been really like you hate him. You like you really hate this guy. Oh yeah. And you can't hate this guy because he's such a buffoon. It, it you know like when he's talking on the phone and, and McLean is like, dude, you don't know what's going on. He's like, hey John, hey John, and he's looking over at Alan Rickman, sort of like nodding at him. Hey, they're gonna kill me. Right, uh, right, right, it's right, the right, fu- right. man. 
He, I am he, telling you, he's so perfect in that scene, he, and it's just a, a bit character that just really elevated the material. From the moment he comes in at the beginning of the movie, there's a there's a <laughs> there's a steady cam shot um, after Bruce Willis, John McClane gets off the airplane at the beginning of the movie. You get yeah. Die Hard, Die Hard, Smash with the titles, right? Smash, and then yeah. we get into the Nakatomi Tower with Bonnie Bedelia, and we follow her, and there's there's like a I don't know. I didn't time it, but there's like a there's like a steady cam shot with yeah, her it's good, it's kind serious. of introducing different characters along the way, and Hart Faulkner comes in, and that motherfucker embodies the '80s from the I mean, second he steps on just, screen. It's I'm unbelievable. He's perfect. It's he's unbelievable. Perfect. Apparently, yeah. apparently, um, McTiernan did not want him. Um, wow. He was an acquaintance of John Silver's. Acquaintance meaning maybe they did coke together. Who knows? I'm sure. Um, his uh, according to Wikipedia, his role was shot in chronological order over three weeks. McTiernan had wanted the character to be suave, like Cary Grant, but Bachner conceived of this uh, other crazy cocaine fucking and, ins- and insecure fucking guy. Right, McTiernan could not have been more wrong because Bachner's. It's one of in terms of. An iconic performance in an already iconic film. Right. That character is, you cannot separate how he played that character from that film and have it be a good thing. It's perfect. It's so perfect. Apparently, McTiernan hated the performance until he wow. noti- until he noticed that producers Gordon and Silver were entertained by his antics. Now, you got to think back to the 80s. Joel Silver was high as fuck on cocaine a lot oh, of time. So many, constantly. so many of them were high on cocaine all the fucking time. So of mm-hmm. course they looked at his performance and they were like, "Yeah, that's amazing. That's perfect. We love it." That's us because yeah. it was I fucking mean, I, perfect. It was yeah. spot fucking on. The it, guy, it, the guy it, is awesome. That hey, uh, yeah. can I can I get a coke? And the and I the, love uh, Gudnoff comes in and cracks the coke open for yeah, him. And, but I just love oh, the thing man. I love the most so is good. that he's he's working so the magic on the phone, mm-hmm. and then he keeps doing this sort of like wink wink look over uh, yeah. over at uh, Rickman, and it's um, just so booby. goddamn funny. Yeah, booby, it's yeah. so funny. I Here's another it. thing I thought it was, was amazing. There are two ghost. There are two Ghostbusters veterans in this movie. Okay. You have Go William ahead. Atherton. Yes. William Atherton is yes. the man with the smallest stick yes. in the city yep. Thor. from Ghostbusters yep. at yep. first. Yep. And and I didn't catch this, but I saw him and I went, nope, that's him. Wilhelm von Hornberg. Yes, it is him. Vigo, Vigo. The, Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah, Vigo the Carpathian. Yep. Yep. Um, is one of the, is the guy that, that drops true. the rocket, the missile from the rocket launcher. That is true. And I went, wow, that's funny. Word. Um, but what I, going back to Atherton, what I love about William Atherton and then also Paul Gleason oh, is they've yeah, cast, well, I mean, again, in terms of the casting, you've cast two men who kind of embody assholes in the 1980s. I mean, both these actors played more assholes and they were just like quintessential. You need an asshole for your movie? Paul Gleason. You need a you need a squirmy little prick for your movie. Yep, Atherton, let's go. You mess and with I the mean, bull, you get the horns. You get the horns, <laughs> and they're just so perfect as they are in this movie that it's just a it's just a, a standalone blast. And it is. It's what we were talking after off mic. 
uh, the last uh, recording we did, and we were talking about the difference between actors, actors and, movie and movie stars, stars. and, and, and yeah. cinemas, cinema and movies. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I this is the thing. I think this is a pretty perfect example of a movie. I don't think Die Hard is cinema. Hmm. I just think it is. It's it's a movie. Uh-huh. That is so well crafted in so many different ways and on so many different levels that it approaches becoming cinema. But I think the difference is cinema, you don't eat popcorn. And man, movies, you gotta have and there is nothing but cheesy buttery goodness about Die Hard. It is, it is while it's it's so perfectly made, this is a movie you sit. With your friends, your date, you're, you get a big fucking deal of popcorn. You got some raisinets. You're cheering the hero. You're booing the villain. It's basically melodrama, and it's just so well done from soup to nuts. Every performance, every shot, every explosion is just kind of perfect. Um, that's so hard. That's that so, it's that's so hard. Yeah, it's almost no, cinema. No, it's so hard because. Like, look, uh, you know, I mean, back in the day and, like, leading up to, like, almost pretty much recently, like, I was a big proponent of, like, movies need to be seen in the movie theater, big screen, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, it's a cinematic experience. Like, I was on, I was on the same page as Scorsese and Christopher Nolan and all those fucking cats, right? It's interesting you say this about Die Hard. Because I did see Die Hard in a movie theater. Oh, I did too. I, I was yeah. all of fucking ten years old, and here I'm up watching this motherfucker in a goddamn giant fucking thirty-some foot screen, right? Oh yeah. Um, I can't say it doesn't play any different at home for me, and I don't know if that. I agree. I don't know if that's nostalgia that does it or not, because here's the difference: you you have talked about some of the Marvel movies. What was the one you talked about? The the green. I think Green Dragon. What was the one that came out recently with um... Shang Chi? No, 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 no. It was not a Marvel movie. Oh, it was not a Marvel movie. Oh, the Green, uh, the Green, green Knight. Knight. Right. Yeah, this is we, the, we yeah, talked about. We talked about this on the phone. You were like, "You gotta see this cinema. Gotta see." No, that one's you get. You've got to see in a movie right. theater because so, because the, the the because of the way that the the director used the camera. The pictures he was painting with it, mm-hmm. the imageries. I mean, you know, and the thing about it, you can. I mean, I think I think a good story you can watch it'll on still, any it'll screen. It'll still play. You could play. It yeah. still plays. It was yeah. good. Yeah, and Green Knight will play on an iPad just as much. But but sure. there's something about seeing it the big. And I agree with you. I think, and I think that, and when I say cinema, I guess what I'm trying to say is, there's a difference between an artistic movie. And um and a popcorn movie, you know, and that they're just like we were talking about. There's a difference between a movie star, which is basically like Clooney, plays the same character a billion times, but he's so good at that character, you just love watching him. Mm-hmm. And then an actor, which is like Daniel Day Lewis, because you don't know who that fucking guy looks like or even acts like anywhere, because he embodies these completely different characters. Right. I think cinema is sort of a little bit more. It's a little higher minded. Um, it's not quite so populous. It 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 is it is going to make you uncomfortable. It's going to make you think a little bit more. Die Hard doesn't make you think. It's black and white. It's good guys. It's bad guys. It's the one good guy against a bunch of bad guys, and that's the fun of it. Sure. 
Sure. You know, I guess. I, think, yeah. I guess. I guess. Um, I mean, look, we we can we can we, and we will continue to have these kind of discussions about cinema versus movies. Um, I think the cool thing that Die Hard does is add cinematic elements to yeah. to what could just be a fucking TV show, right? Like, I mean, it yeah, could yeah. it could be a TV show. I mean, I think I think now. This what was the budget of this movie? It's something like thirty thirty five million dollars, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. This I didn't, I didn't, this yeah. would be this would be a limited series on fucking mm-hmm. Netflix or some bullshit at this point. It would not be an hour and thirty five forty minute movie, which sucks because I think it's tight. It's super tight at an hour forty minutes or whatever the running time is. Yeah, it's a super oh, tight yeah. movie. So, yeah, you couldn't lose a minute of this thing and have it have it play quite the same way. It is no, really it is no, every every shot's necessary. Could you extend it out? Would it still be interesting um, if you extend it out? It, I think it could be. I could I be. think it, it I just, think it could be, but I don't think it's necessary. The storytelling is so concise. Right. It, it's so concise and so well told. I don't think anything I but then again I I can't say because I've seen this movie enough times that, that that if you added something, I mean, if you did the Blade Runner thing, it was like, here's the director's cut. Oh fuck! It's, it's seven. There, you know what I mean? There are seven different versions of that movie, and yeah, I can't, if I you can't. did that with Die Hard, yeah. Die Hard doesn't merit that. It's so good on its own, and it, the story is not complicated or in depth enough, right? To really, you know, you know, to it. I mean, this is this is that's what I love about the Yippie Kaye motherfucker. D- d- distill this it down. Is, distill it down. This, yeah, this is just cowboys and Indians. That's all yes. it is. This is here's the soul guy, and he's got these bad guys. I love that they originally were going to be terrorists, and Joel Silver said, "Not terrorists. Terrorists are, are depressing." They're, yeah, they're depressing. Go with, go make with them, bank make robbers. Them fucking robbers. They're robbers. They just want make money. Make bank robbers because everybody money. loves everybody loves bank robbers because they're it's fun. the '80s, and that's all we yeah. want. We want money, right? So <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, that's all we want now. Too, I mean, well, whatever. I mean, you know, yeah, but now everything's way more fucking complicated anyway yeah um yeah i just i i thought that was fun i love the ghostbusters thing i think the I first just, 24 yeah, minutes so much, of this movie are fucking phenomenal it's just tight as a drum i mean you said your 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 exposition and your introduction to all of the fucking characters is 24 oh. minutes and, and to be and honest with you it. you're your introduction to the building, which is arguably one of the bigger characters in the movie, oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. complete. Is complete by that because you have seen everything. You don't know he's going to need that that everlasting pool, that that fucking indoor waterfall. You don't know he's going to need that until there's a fucking explosion yeah, that goes over his head yeah. and he has to jump in the water. Yeah. It's really, really, really I well. Mean, each well, piece again, is well, done. All of those up. things. All of those things. I mean, setting up the Rolex watch with Hart Bachner early in the movie. Yeah. Um, did you show him the gift? Did you show him the watch? Yeah, it's a Rolex. I mean, we just think that's a fucking throwaway douchey shit. That's just shit. a throwaway line. And douchey becomes... shit at the beginning of the movie and it becomes integral to the end of the movie. A funny yeah. thing is, a funny thing is, I was looking. So funny. I, I was looking at a PDF of the script, like one mm-hmm. of the script that's online. Um, apparently, in one of the versions of the scripts, McLean, uh, John McLean says to um, his wife uh, Bonnie Bedelia at the end of the movie, "Does that thing have a warranty on it?" 
<laughs> because she still has like the broken clasp yeah. of the watch yeah. on her wrist from Rickman falling and or Groover That's falling. Funny. Yeah, yeah, obviously that was cut. But you know, I mean, it it just shows it just shows that there was so much attention to detail by these writers back then. Oh, you the know? writers and the and the filmmaker. I mean, McTiernan. You can't you can't. McTiernan was definitely uh, a man of his time. Yeah, yeah. But you cannot deny this guy was a. A fucking efficient no, director. No, dude, dude, he was... He knew his shit, man. Tight. He really he knows tight. his shit. Yeah. He was tight. He knew what he, he was, was doing. Tight. I, I, feel, I feel bad. I mean, you, you look at, like, that whole... Do you know about the whole Anthony Pelicano wiretapping, any of that shit? You don't know? No, no. I don't. No. He no, got, tell me about it. McTiernan went to prison um, for... I did not know this. I want to say... Uh, I, I should look it up before oh, I say no. anything, but I think he went to prison for, like, 10 years. Um, you're fucking kidding! Allegedly, me. I had I'm not no going to say. Idea. Yeah, he 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 did he did serve some prison time. I'll say that much. Um, he was involved. For what? He was involved with Anthony Pellic. There was this guy called Anthony Pellicano, who was uh, a fixer detective guy for a lot of rich people here in Hollywood, right? And apparently, McTiernan got involved with Pellicano. I think with something with an ex-wife and like there was wiretapping, oh, there was wire wiretapping issues and shit and like, yeah, he served some fucking prison time, and like had to declare bankruptcy and shit because he got involved with this shady that is fucking so detective fucking guy. Sad because oh. what a talent! Oh, oh my god, that's yeah, fucking rough. Yeah, um, criminal charges, felony oh. conviction, and incarceration. Oh my god. 2006, McTiernan was charged in federal court with making false statements to an FBI investigator. Uh, you know, so uh, it's rough. Like that's that's some rough shit. That's when, too bad. Well, you know, it's interesting being out here in Hollywood. The years I've been here, I'm going on 18 years, and. The, You've been there for eighteen years. In uh, second week of February, yeah. So holy like a couple shit! Weeks yeah, it's a long time. Wow, man. Um, the people that come out here, the people that live here, the people that thrive here, um, it can get fucking crazy. I mean, it can get crazy. Drugs, money, uh, just it gets fucking crazy. And it sounds like he really got caught up in some like bad shit. And I feel bad. Wow. He's a he was a great filmmaker. He's still alive. I mean, we'll see what he does yeah, next. But, but like, I just, woof, yeah, just kind of fucking. You rough. look for the person who will benefit, and uh, uh, you know, uh, I am the walrus. You know, you'll, uh, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Uh, That's fucking bitch. Oh yeah. I am the walrus. That's ex- shut the fuck up, Donnie. V. I. Lennon, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. All right, so films that are inspired by Die Hard. Now, the thing about it is pretty much after Die Hard made its massive success and splash on the world, everybody wanted to make Die Hard in a bus, Die Hard in a VW Bug, v- Die Hard in a closet. In a toilet you bowl. Know, yeah. In a toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everybody was making a version of Die Hard. Word. But uh, we've picked four movies, and I looked at our list. Our list is four pretty decent movies. Yeah, yeah. I would watch so any my, of these movies. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the yeah. first one that I'm gonna I'm gonna say is I love me some Gerard Butler. Oh. I'm a big fan of Gerard. I don't know why I love, love this guy so much. Nah, he's Maybe a good it's guy. because he's a bad he's a badass with a double chin. He's I don't a good care guy. What nah, he is. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's like he's kinda like this guy. he's kinda like John McClane. He just he's kind of like John. Yeah. His own kind of badly British Scottish. Yeah, he doesn't. His yeah. his his American <laughs> accent is not is not ever as good as Alan Rickman's. No, but he still does it. But God the the it. one I picked is 20, 2013's Olympus has fallen. He yep. plays a Secret Service agent to Aaron Eckhart's president right. and Morgan Freeman's Speaker of the House. And uh, and it's terrorists. It's diehard in the White House, um, and it's got the same sort of. He's he's quippy. He's got his funny comments. Aaron Eckhart has some good funny comments, um, and it's Korean terrorists that take over uh, the White House, and, and, uh, and, and Gerard Butler and saves the day. And it's far better than the other shit one that came out that year, which was what White House Down. I think it was called White House Down yeah. with, with with Channing Channing Tatum Tan, Tanning and Chatham. Jamie Fox Tanning, Tanning Chatham yeah, Tanning Chatham and yeah. and Jamie Fox yep. and although yep. Channing Tatum was really good in Twenty One <laughs> Jump Street he was really good um, you know and, and he I'll was great in Magic Mike Magic Mike is a great fucking movie man I'll be honest don't, don't dispute it Tanning Chatham we'll do Magic Mike look I, we will look I I Tanning Chatham I actually like the guy I think he's really good I think he's really talented obviously super handsome. Uh, Twenty One Jump Street fucks with me because I, I, uh, Jonah Hill. I just I don't. I mean, I know you and Himmel just did the thing about uh, don't look. No, up. the thing is, I love Jonah. I love Jonah Hill. When oh, Jonah, you do? I love Jonah Hill and Wolf of Wall Street. He's great in in Moneyball. So, he's oh. great. So so Jonah he's Hill great is okay. In Moneyball. So Jonah Hill is okay, but you don't like uh, what's his face from Sausage Sausage Party. The the, the Twitter, Seth Rogen. Twitter, you don't like him though. The thing is, I think I think Seth Rogen is a very funny comedian, but I, I happen to catch him on Twitter, and he's a raging cunt on Twitter. Yeah. So and so I and find, that's how I, I feel. And be... that's how I feel about Jonah Hill. My wife and I were watching um, Don't Look Up, and we couldn't. Have, we both oh, looked so at, we both looked at each other at a certain point, and we were like, "I don't like this guy because I feel like he is that guy. He is that okay, guy. Okay, fair enough. He is that fair guy." Enough. He is him. He is a fucking douchebag, smarmy piece of shit. And if you watch him in his interviews about Don't Look Up on fucking Jimmy Kimmel or whatever the fuck. Well, that whole goddamn God movie damn is so He's smug. Really... The whole thing is so smug. I, yeah. I couldn't. I well, anyway. we don't anyway, ever have to Olympus, talk about Don't Look Up. But yeah. yeah, Olympus Has Fallen is my first uh, inspired by Die Hard film, and I highly recommend it. It's great. Word. Yeah, no, a lot of fun. My, my one is... Uh, Toy Soldiers from 1991, which when I read, I saw I saw Toy Soldiers and I thought of the Tommy Lee Jones Small Soldiers, which is like the toys, <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's yeah. not that's not this movie. That's which not has movie. that film? That film has its merits. I'll be honest. Like no, I to think make it's, those little I love that toys movie. movie. Like it's you know I love that movie. It's I, almost uh, what yeah. is it? Uh, Ameri- what, what's the what's the the trace uh, the trace stone? What's the, the oh, movie? Oh, they oh did? yeah, yeah. Uh, Team America. Team America. It's yeah, got yeah, a little yeah, of that yeah, Team yeah. America kind of feel to it. Anyway, yeah. So Toy, Stor- Toy Soldiers has got uh, Sean Astin in it. Will Wheaton, Sean Astin, uh, Astin, uh, uh, Keith Coogan. 
Andrew Divoff, yeah. uh, Denholm nice. Elliott from from uh, fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark and all yep, of those Indiana yep, Jones yep. movies, and Lewis Gossett fucking Jr. I mean, come on, like uh, it can't beat that. It's guy. a great fucking cast. It's a lot of young guys trying to like fucking defend their private school, and it's a private school. Which I fuck those things, but it's a private school that those rich kids don't even want to be fucking part of, right? It's this, there you go. It's like they're against the system of the private school, so and it's now hard. they have to defend that fucking system that they don't even believe in from fucking terrorists. Like, so it's know. like it's Die funny. Hard meets Animal House. Yeah, actually, that's uh, without all of the drunken, cool, fun humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah great. All right. <laughs> All right, What's my your second, second one. one yeah, yeah. My second one is actually, I think it's almost as good as Die Hard. Okay. And there's a reason. I will tell you the reason. Okay. It's 1997's uh, Air Force One. Oh, Harrison yes. Ford, Die Hard on yeah. a plane. Yeah. Um, but 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 here's the thing. This is why I think it's almost as good is because one of the hallmark, and we've talked about this. The, mm. the, one of the reasons that Die Hard is so fucking good is that Alan Rickman is so goddamn. Oh. Great, best, one as of the Hans best Gruber. fucking villains ever, ever, ever. And, and in Air Force One, you have Gary Oldman yes. as one of the best fucking bad guys. Yes. yes. And 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 you have again. We talked about like like you got to have the hero meet the villain. Right. When Harrison Ford finally meets up with Gary Oldman. That is a great motherfucking scene. You Get off my plane. Actors. Yeah, I'm it's fucking, amazing. It is so goddamn fun. I love and, that movie. And. It's no small feat that both Gary Oldman and yep. Alan Rickman were yep. in the fucking Harry Potter movies. The goddamn right. Who, who British? What's who up? British wasn't in the Harry What's Potter up? movies? I well, if you were British and you were an actor and you were not Ian Holm or Ian uh, McKellen, you were in those goddamn movies. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that would be an interesting kind of like spreadsheet to put together, <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> yeah, which, which who are the amazing British, British actors, actors who were not in Harry Potter? Who were Potter. not yeah, in yeah, Harry yeah. Potter yeah, films. I'd have to figure exactly. that one out. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and so then your then your fourth is yeah your, my, your my, second. my second pick yeah yeah uh, cliffhanger from 1993 man like Stallone fuck man Stallone Michael Rooker John oh, Lithgow God, I love Michael Rooker come yeah. on man like it's a great it's a great movie it, at the very least. It's Stallone not being necessarily the most muscle-bound, uh, yeah, he's proficient just a dude. piece of he's, shit. He's just a dude who runs this kind of like... Yeah. Uh, well, he's in... The thing is, he's in snow, so he doesn't get to wear a muscle t-shirt. Right. Well, I mean, he still he has his arms clearly visible you know my, lots of times. You know one of my favorite my favorite Stallone performances, just completely off the, off yeah, the grid, is Copland. Yeah. Uh yeah, he's yeah, so fucking he was, good in yeah, Copland. We should, we should do that at some point. I haven't seen that movie in years. We should. God, do that. it's a good movie. We should do that. And he's really good. Yeah. But I love Cliffhanger. It's got some improbable oh. moments. But yeah, it's it's Die Hard. It's a, on, it's a mountain. on a mountain. Like it's a, it's just a fun fucking movie. It's a fun yeah. fucking movie. Can you name the one other movie that uh, Stallone and Rooker uh, were in together? Uh, Night There's Hawk. only one other. It's There's not a... Nighthawks. Nope. No, it's not Nighthawks. Fuck. They didn't have a scene together. No, they did have a scene together. I take oh. that back. They did have a scene together. Yeah. It's not Henry. It's not Nighthawks. Nope. 
Nope. I don't know. Go ahead. I have no idea. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, fuck volume you. Because two. you're goddamn Marvel motherfucking shit. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. If we were ever on a Jeopardy panel together, you would win. God bless you. Because I, I got my MCU thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 the thing about it is I think Die Hard is such a classic. It really is. It's a classic. It, it, it is such an iconic film. I think there are going to be diehards in every possible uh, universe, and they're just going to keep making them. Yeah. They're just going to keep making it because it was such a Why? successful film. Why not? It Why was not? Already, it's fun. It was already, the lone guy fighting it, against the bad guys. Right. It was, it's, such a, it's such a distilled... I mean, they talked about um, um, how the West... Like, Western films. Like, uh, yeah. at least with uh, the, the Man With No Name... We'll you know, even go I mean, back it's, it's to so... go back to 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 to, to what what's his, uh, Jimmy Stewart, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Sure, same basic. It's so it's the same basic format. It's so it's so iconic that how can you not right yeah. now? How you do it in the future needs to you need to rejigger it all, just like Die Hard rejiggered it all. Let's, uh, All right, trailer geek. Look at our trailers. Trailer huh? geek. Yeah. You want you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, you go first. All right. Uh, here is my trailer. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackie. Three, two, one. A lot of people ask, what will Jackass be like once we're older? Well, it'll get more mature. The faster you pedal your bike, the faster the other guy's hand goes back. You said it wasn't going to feel like anything. Concussions aren't great, but as long as you have them before you're 50, it's cool. And Knoxville's 49, so we're good. Can you feel my heart? <laughs> wow. Jackass forever. It I, I and I know wow. you know. No. God damn it. Here's the thing. I you know like they make the joke that he's 49. It's like these guys are my age and they're doing the stupidest shit alive. They've been. I love this so they've much. They've been doing it for so many years. Oh and, um, my god! I don't I'm so happy how... to see these old. You know what's fucking old? Johnny well, Knoxville's got white hair, and he's fucking launching himself out of a fucking giant cannon. Oh, I know. Angel wings. I know. Fuck it. You know, I almost said I can't imagine how any of these guys are still alive. It's you know, one of the guys did die. I, I mean, you know, yeah, that. yeah. What was his name? Uh, Dave England. Right? Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. who? No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ryan Dunn. Ryan Dunn. Ryan died Dunn. Ryan Dunn. In the Dunn, fucking yeah. like Porsche yeah. accident or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah. But none uh, of them died making a jackass movie. I, no, no, no. Um, 
No. So, yes. I'm <laughs> I'm I will 100% I can't wait to watch, watch this movie. And this is the, we're, it's never gonna it's never gonna a Jackass movie can, is never gonna be one of the I like to watch movies where we dig no, deep into no, the never. cinematography no, and the acting. It's not, no, However, no, man, this shit is just so much fucking fun. Can, I can't stand it. Can I ask? Can I ask? For me, yes, it, I have the same feeling of like when I watch. Um, ice skating on the olympics and shit like <laughs> i can't i can't wait to see for i can't wait i want them to succeed and i want to see great shit but god damn it if one of them falls i'm gonna be like fuck yeah they it's fell the best. they it's... fell i was working at a production company um uh, uh, it, it is now defunct this production company um but i was sitting at my desk one day and uh, just doing my fucking work, typing away at the computer. And suddenly I heard something behind me, and I was like, what the fuck is that? And I turned around, and there was like a fucking Coke can on the ground suddenly behind me. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? And I look up, and there's these two white guys walking past me, one of which was Johnny Knoxville. And I was like, where the, f- where the fuck did that come from? So I don't know if Johnny Knoxville or if it was Johnny Knoxville's manager or agent. I don't know who was with him at the time. Someone like threw a fucking Coke can behind me. Like an empty, empty Coke can. Yeah. Yeah. On the way out of their my uh, uh, meeting, the office. I was like. I want to say it was the manager because I don't want to think bad things about Johnny. I don't want to. No, he seems like a decent guy. Like, yeah, I want to say it's I a like douchebag Johnny fucking manager agent. That's fine. Yeah. But I didn't know. Sure, we'll I, I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I was like, "What do I? What do I do?" Actually, if I picked up the can and threw it at Johnny Knoxville, he may have respected it. I don't know. Anyway, exactly. That would have been funny. Fuck All right. Me. So oh. your trailer. Here is your trailer. Oh, fuck! It's such garbage. But go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the newlyweds, Mr. and Mrs. Simon Doyle. You must meet Hercule Poirot. My congratulations, Madame. Merci. He's only the greatest detective alive. I suspect you invited me for reasons other than the fun. You had something to hide. We have the Karnak all to ourselves, a chef and enough champagne to fill the Nile. When you have money, no one is ever really your friend. It's too late to change events. It's time to face the consequence. Someone is dead. The crime is murder. The murderer is one of you. Were you aware of any death on the Nile? Oh my God! I can't wait to see this. You know? Did you see the the other one? Yeah. 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 Murder on the Orient Express. I didn't I really, give it. The thing is. Oh, you didn't like it? I loved I, well, it. I thought come it was on. Great. Well, I didn't give a shit about seeing it because I was just like, oh, another big fucking studio movie using IP. Fuck you. And then again, it was on the red box. It was a dollar. Like, and it was eh, phenomenal. Let's give it, I'll give it a shot. It was a lot of fucking fun. It was a it's lot fucking of fucking phenomenal. fun. You know, um, like, and this cast looks just as good. This looks like a great they, cast. They, they one had one had problematic Johnny Depp. 
This one has problematic Amy Harmer. So, uh, Amy Harmer. Amy Army, Army, uh, Army Hammer? What's his fucking oh, Army third, Hammer? Third, 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 Army third. Hammer. Okay, whatever. yeah, he's problematic. Yeah, you know, he did, you so know like, whatever. Whatever. And but I like, like Johnny Depp. I love Johnny uh, Depp. So. I like fucking Gal Gadot, man. I like, I like, I like fucking, uh, what's his fucking face? The guy who directed it. What the fuck is his Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Love him. It's great. I love him. It's he's great. great. It's great. So, why he not? He's really good as Perot. He Why not? Really, well, you know, the thing, it's funny that you bring up Death on the Nile because really, Clue, which we did on our third episode, is really sort of, it's sort of its own version of a spoof of that, of Murder on the Orient Express. So. All of it. Yeah. It's, 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 and, it's and a Agatha yeah. Christie yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw the trailer and I was like, actually, I forgot this fucking movie was even coming out. I think it, was it supposed to come out like two years ago or something? I don't even know. Like I don't, know. I don't even know the prob- history. It's also got problematic Letitia Wright, but I don't give a shit. Oh, I don't even know about. Does she have problems? Really? I don't even know. Off the. She's up. an anti-vaxer. Oh she's no! She's an anti-vaxer. Oh, she's yeah, yeah. oh she's the 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 uh, yeah. uh, Black Panther. Yeah, the, Shiri the, from Black Panther. Uh, she's fuck. anti. She's an anti-vaxer. That Who gives a fuck? I love. Is she I, good in the I movie? That's Black the only Panther. reason I want to see the movie. Oh, I do too, and I don't give a shit. Dude, live your life. No, well, live your fucking life. Are you good in the movie? Great. Live your life, but don't fucking hurt other people in the meantime. I guess is the well. As far as we know, she hasn't hurt anybody. Anyway, fair enough. Yeah, Um, Army Hammer has actually hurt. Ah, that's what I hear. So yeah, separate (laughs) the art from the artist as best as you can, and uh, try to enjoy a fucking quirky murder mystery movie fucking or an express well that is Word. the show that's die hard yeah next week my pick just so you know so you're go. prepared come on um what i noticed was we've spent a lot of time talking about dudes i mean yeah. we've got heat so we've many got dudes. fight club so many dudes we've got you know clue's I mean, got you know, some clue's from, got some amazing clue's women, got but, some women but, and but. so and quite frankly pennies from heaven had bernadette peter but now True we that. just did die hard so so that in terms of the action genre, we're gonna do Alien. Oh, Ridley fuck. Scott. Wait, Alien seventy nine. Alien. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Okay. This is this okay. is Sigourney Weaver okay. in what I would call the most iconic and beginning of an entire genre of female action stars that are not embodied or or represented by what is considered the hallmarks of her gender. She is just fucking competent, kicks the fuck that, and it is one of the best horror movies and science fiction movie hybrids that you are ever going to see. Alien is the movie we will talk about in two weeks. Fucking A. Love it. Rock and roll. And that is I Like to Watch. Thank you. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you find your podcasts. Like us, review us, check us out. Are we uh, on Spotify? We are on Spotify. I gotta find it. I can't find it. I'm gonna We're look. We're on right there. Now. Um, All right. I've you look. It. You look. I'm gonna look. Everybody look. Everybody look for us on Spotify, please. There you go. Rock and roll. And thank you. You have an excellent couple of weeks, sir. Rock and roll. Thank you too, man.